Hey guys, it's Dawn. If you would like to hear the How My Parents Raised Me podcast ad-free, and if you would like access to subscriber-only episodes, join me in the What's the Truth community. You can join via the Apple Podcast app. There's a link right there in the app. Or go to whatsthetruth.supercast.com. Links are in the show notes. Don't miss out on all the extra content I'm sharing. I can't wait to see you over there. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to How My Parents Raised Me, I'm Dawn Chitty. When we are born, we arrive here as pure and perfect souls and the direction our life takes from that moment is deeply connected to what our parents bring to our lives. And what our parents bring to our lives is deeply connected to what their parents brought to their lives and that's the cycle of families. I have always craved connection with real and raw stories to understand what makes you, you. What makes you the absolutely unique human that you are. Stories are medicine for the soul. They can connect us and they can change the world. And so in this podcast, I'm listening to beautiful souls sharing their story. What happened to them, how they got through and how they have healed and thrived despite everything to arrive right here in this moment. Content warning, if you are triggered by the themes of this podcast, please seek a helpline in your city. Hello my beautiful friends, it's Dawn and welcome back to the podcast. Do you know a narcissist? Do you suspect that somebody in your life is narcissistic? Have you had some experiences with people that have left you feeling completely cold? In today's quick chat, I asked Nicole, who is a narcissistic abuse expert, how can you tell if someone 
is a narcissist. Please join me as she explains. I'll just start right at the beginning and just ask you to give us a rundown on what is a narcissist. Well, first of all, narcissism is on a spectrum. So you can be, and everybody's a little bit narcissistic. Everybody falls on the spectrum in some capacity. So if we weren't somewhat narcissistic, then we would have no possessions, right? We would just sell all our things and just not be able to survive. So on some level, we have to be a little bit selfish. So that's another word to think about when you're thinking about this is how selfish is this person? And the higher they get up on that spectrum, the closer they get to the personality disorder which according to um, the psychology, psychological industry, you have to have the disorder if you hit the first, I think there's about nine circumstances that you have to actually hit at least five of those in order to be considered a narcissist. You have to have these particular symptoms to be considered a classic psychological narcissist that has this disorder. And then it goes up into sociopathy and psych uh, psychopathy as well. And so you have to have another set of diagnoses in order to be considered to have the actual medical condition. But most people that you run into on the street are going to be people that have narcissistic tendencies. I like to call them narcissistic fleas or behavior pattern. So they're even, you know, more selfish than the average bear, right? So you know people out there in the world who are so selfish that they're willing to sacrifice other people to get what they want out of any situation. Manipulators, you know, yeah. con artists, they exist and we don't realize it um, because they don't come with a sign. They don't walk around saying, I am a narcissist or a sociopath. And because of Hollywood, we have this idea that a sociopath is someone standing at next door with a knife and we don't, we don't realize that really they're just a person who is, their thinking is disordered or pathological, which means diseased. So they actually are not thinking clearly, almost like you would think of like a schizophrenic. They're not in touch with reality. So it's just another, and there's lots of different disorders, personality disorders, like borderline personality and schizophrenia, and you could be bipolar. All of these fit along the same kind of lines as a, as a narcissist. It really is a medical diagnosis, right? So so that's the first thing to know. And the other thing that we always get caught up in is I need to diagnose my spouse or my boyfriend or the, my boss. I need to know where if they're a narcissist or not. No, you don't. What you need to know is how it's affecting your life. Are you bothered deeply by this person's behavior? Is this person hurting you in a manner that you cannot tolerate? That's really the question we should be asking ourselves. How is this affecting my health? How is this affecting my mental state? You know, am I so miserable that every day I get like hives just thinking about going to work because I know my boss could potentially be in a terrible mood and he's going to attack me or verbally abuse me in front of somebody else. And so you're scared to death and now you're taking antidepressants. That's how you have to think about it is, is this person abusive? And if they are, then you need to take action to protect yourself on one level or another. So we can spend years trying to get down to the bottom of somebody as a narcissist or not, but it's really not that important. And even psychotherapists will, are very reluctant to label someone a full-blown narcissist or psychopath because of a couple of reasons. One, it's really, really hard to, it's really hard to get to that reality, to come to terms with the fact that that person really does have this disease because it's insidious. It's, there's no clear cut obvious signs. So you'd have to observe this person 
intently over a long period of time and see their behavior patterns in order to really be able to identify them. And then you have to be a psychologist or a doctor to be able to clinically diagnose somebody. So as a layman like us, you wouldn't want to walk around. And I did that. My kids were able to diagnose narcissists by the time they were five. It was terrible. We talked about narcissists <laughs> all the time, which we all think it's so funny now that I do this for a living. So I've been talking about narcissists for like 15 years and they all because I really wanted my kids to be educated because I did not want this to happen to them. So what, what I learned, I taught to them and now they know what it looks like and how to protect themselves, and set up boundaries. I know that there's a couple of different types of narcissists, aren't there? Yeah. So narcissists can come in a whole variety of different types. And, and the way you really think about it is what manipulation techniques do they use, right? Because they all have the core underlining same behavior patterns. So once you figure out how a narcissist behaves, then you'll be able to identify them no matter what type they are, because some of them are more interested in, it just depends on what they want as well. So some of them are more interested in sex. So they're the type of narcissist that will just be out um, trying to get as many women to fall for them so they can use them in that capacity. Um, some narcissists are into power and control. It just depends on their circumstances, but the main types are overt or covert narcissism. That's what you're gonna either run into one or the other. So an overt narcissist, somebody who's obvious narcissist, those are the guys or the women that walk in the room and love attention. They're loud, they're boisterous usually, or their persona is, they don't even have to talk, but you know them because you walk in the room and they make themselves known. It's like, here I am world. You know, you want me, everybody in the room wants a piece of this. I know my mom, this type of narcissist and she, her whole life just loves attention. She loves being the center of the room. She can work a room. She gets, she's very charming and obvious about it. So that's the type of person they are. They're a guy too, who thinks that, um, all the women want him. He's, he's like a, he's a charming Don Juan. That's that overt type. But then there's a the covert, which is a lot harder to identify because they're a lot more quiet about it. And they're more, more passive aggressive in their, their manipulation techniques. So a narcissist and overt will just straight up abuse you until you got to put up with it because you get the privilege of being with me. Whereas a covert is more self-degrading. They're more, they are considered the shy narcissist. So they're more covert on their techniques. So this is the kind of guy that is going to make you feel bad about yourself without really letting you know that he's doing it. Like he'll maneuver, they're very manipulative and he'll maneuver things in a way to degrade you without you even realizing like, are you gonna wear that today? Well, I thought you told me to let you know when, when it made you look fat. I, you better think about like almost like it's, it's disguised in a way that makes you believe they have your best interests at heart, but really it's a degrading manipulation technique to put you down and make you feel terrible about yourself. It's horrible. So, so a covert is somebody that is sneaky or shy about their, their uh, manipulation techniques. And they're always the victim. Woe is me. They're going to tell you a huge sob story. I am, I am the, I'm always the poor kid who's always getting the poor stick and you should feel sorry for me. And they do this. This is particularly damaging because when you leave one, they're going to now exploit you and tell everybody else around you that it was you that really was abusing them and really degrade your reputation to make them appear as the victim to save face with their community. And so 
they do a huge smear campaign and it really leaves the victims left with a terrible reputation because they just walk around lying about what happened. And then people believe them because who does that, right? It's a hard thing for people to recognize or realize that somebody would totally make up how the relationship ended just to make themselves look good. So yeah. one's super obvious, you know, you know, you want me, I'm amazing. And the other one is behind the scenes kind of victimized, shy, but still secretly believes that he's entitled to be treated with special behavior and the rules don't apply to him. He gets his way and you better give it to him or else. Yeah. yeah. And how does somebody become a narcissist? Is it from their own experiences growing up? I mean, we're, and we're not born a narcissist, are we? So this is a controversial concept that's still being investigated as we speak. It is not scientifically proven yet, but what they do believe is that it has a nurture and nature component. So the nurture component is environmental. So if you are exposed to trauma of any sort, and we're talking, even if you were bullied at school or your parents were neglectful emotionally, you can still be traumatized as a child. You get a lot of people who don't realize they went through trauma, you know, because they didn't have some seriously obvious situation happen in their childhood. And so they don't realize that, you know, just because my father favored my sister over me and totally neglect me because I wasn't a little boy, that's traumatic for a little kid. And that could actually cause serious psychological consequences people don't realize. So for someone to become a narcissist, they have to have trauma at some level in their youth as a child. And then they also have to have a genetic component, which I believe is hereditary, obviously. Almost all our genes are passed down to us through our line, right? So they have to have the genetic predisposition coupled with trauma and together that creates a narcissist. The other flip point of that is if you overindulge your child too much, you can also, like if you don't hold your kid accountable, you put them up on a pedestal and you let them bully the whole family and you just do what they want to keep them happy. That could also overindulge a child and make them believe that they are superior and deserve superior treatment through their life. It is, it's a personality and that's why they call it personality disorder. You're actually teaching them how to behave through exposure. So you have to have those two components. So if a person is born with that component, but has a pretty decent childhood, then more than likely they won't become a narcissist. And if they uh, don't have the component, then they won't. Thank you for being on this journey of healing and community with me. If you listen on Apple, I would love it if you could take a moment to post a review for the podcast. It would mean a lot. Check the show notes for all links recommended in this episode. If you're on Instagram, follow me at my big love project and please share this episode with someone you know needs to hear it. Thank you for joining me. You are such an incredible soul because you are you. You are unique. Your journey is unique and you can absolutely change the world with your story. Your time is precious and I so appreciate you being here. Thanks for joining me. I'll catch you next week. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.